Well, hey, welcome back to Be The Church Podcast. Be The Church Podcast. This is Rethink Church's podcast for us and anyone else, I guess, who's listening, uh, who may be curious about faith issues and just kind of maybe frustrated with the normal way of doing church and how church has been done here in America. And as we came in, like, out of the, like, into the new phase of post-COVID life, uh, this is something that was just part of our, like my, my passion and saying, Hey, what would it look like for us to be a community of people who just want to have an identity of following Jesus and being who he called us to be and resist the busyness of church that could happen and resist the, the, the overwhelming competitiveness and all that kind of stuff. And just having our identity grounded in Jesus himself and the fact that Jesus loves us and we don't have to earn it. We don't have to do anything to get that, like that, that passion back that our identity is solely in him and he delights in you and I and he loves us. And out of that, that, that identity and that foundation, we could live our lives and we would live differently. And we would be a group of followers of Jesus who would just simply live countercultural to, to what we see in the normal world in, in that we live in. And part of that issue is we're going to step into something that's a little controversial. And it may ruffle some feathers, but I just want us to, to walk into this conversation. Part of being the church is that we have an identity that is not like in wavering. It's, sorry, it's not wavering at all. It's, it's a solid foundation that our identity and, and that our, 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 who we are stems out of this identity, that we are loved by God, that we're created by God, not just for like creation's sake, but on purpose, by, for a purpose. None of us are accidents. And because of that purpose, he's going to let us into this world and he's going to say, hey, be my disciple, be my, my, my child, if you will, and then live into that identity. And so <clears throat> we're going to step into something that's a little controversial, a little touchy for some people, and that's going to be okay. I was reading this article uh, earlier this week, um, and it said that American like consumer debt in spring of 2021 – hit $14.6 trillion. Let me say that again. In spring of 2021, Americans have $14.6 trillion worth of uh, consumer debt. Majority of it's mortgages, student loans, auto loan, like auto finances, stuff like that, and credit cards. If you break that down per adult of American, um, like American adults, that's $92,000 per adult of consumer debt. And part of what I want us to have this idea, this mindset of, of like, do we really need to have debt? Good debt, bad debt, whatever you want to call it. Do we really need to have debt <coughs> if our identity is insecure with Jesus? Consumer debt, I would say that we're probably, most of us are doing this so that we can keep up with someone else, Right? That we can impress other people. But I think what Jesus would actually ask us to do is to reshape the way we look at money, to reshape the way that we look at other things. And I know coming out of like this post-COVID pandemic issues, inflation is going faster than our, than our pay scales are going to actually increase. Like the cost of items, the cost of living is going to increase faster than what we're going to do. So I would just encourage us, like, man, when we think about this, let's, let's pause for a moment and let's pray, ask for wisdom, but let's live differently. Just because other people around us have this debt, does that mean that we have to have debt? And just because other people buy new cars, does that mean we have to have a new car? And let me just be very honest and real. 
we as a as a family heather and i literally just repaired one of her vehicle and as we drove home from the auto shop my car has an issue and there's a part of me that's like well screw it let's just sell this car that i have and go buy a, a newer car and if we have to finance it we finance it but then like the real part of this is like okay god what do you actually want us to do and the wisest thing is to at least get it fixed and and see what the assessment from there is um, because like repairs to some degree are still cheaper than most, uh, auto payments. And so we're going to try to do the wisest thing. We're going to tr- do our very best to avoid getting in debt that we have, that we, that we can avoid. And if that means we drive around an older car, that's fine with me. As long as it gets me from point A to point B, right? <clears throat> and here's, here's something that I think we just need to start thinking about. There's a quote from John Wesley. And here he raises this question. It's not the idea of how much money I will give to God. But I need to start asking myself, as how much of God's money will I keep for myself? Let me read this again. The question should not be how much money I will give to God, but how much of God's money will I keep for myself? So when we think about our money, we have to start thinking our money is not just as necessarily this, 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 we've gotten it, we've earned it, it's ours. But what if we actually started looking at it as like, how can I use the, God, the money that God has given me? He's given me the ability of having a job. He's given me the ability of doing whatever I've like, whatever you've done to earn earn money. He's given you that ability, right? These are all gifts from the Father, and it's His money. He owns everything that we that we could ever think of. Now the question is: Is how much money will I keep for myself? How much of God's money? Will I keep for myself? Not how much of how much money will I give to God? And just the thought of like fourteen fourteen point six trillion dollars worth of debt. Man, we could we could literally change the world with that if we actually avoided avoided debt and invested into the kingdom building movements around us. How many how many kids could we feed? How many children could we sponsor? And Compassion International with that. How many kids, how many, how many sex victims, human trafficking victims could we free and liberate with Destiny Rescue? Think about your own debt payments. How could you advance the kingdom of God if that money wasn't going to someone else? To Chase, to Sally Mae, you know, like whatever that is, to Nelnet, whatever the whatever your debt is. <clears throat> what if you're taking that money and investing it into the kingdom? This is this is a crucial aspect that we have to start working through. And part of what we have to understand is, is that we should live righteously, meaning we're going to be in step with God. This is why this theme of righteousness and justice continually comes together throughout the scriptures. Is that when we see things that are unrighteous, we should act justly. And even when it comes to our finances, when things are un, unrighteous or not righteous and not in step with God and his word, then it's the responsibility of the followers of Jesus to act justly in order to make that – to correct that. So if that means we go without and we don't go into consumer debt or we do our very best to get out of consumer debt so we can use our money to advance his kingdom, what if we actually did that? And what would it look like for us to do this? I just want to raise this question and bring this awareness, like have this conversation. What are your thoughts? How do you think about this? If you have any questions, go ahead and send them in. You can email me at mark, M-A-R-C, 
at rethinkchurch.cc. Have a great day. Let's go be the church and live differently. See you guys.